Welcome to the MJV Podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a minute to subscribe if you haven't already, so you can stay up to date with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. I'm talking about five things, and there's more, but five things we need for revival. You know, revival brings miracles that causes testimonies. Testimonies stir up our faith. Faith pleases God, which edifies our relationship with him, ultimately causing us to grow in the things of God. That's huge. That's what revival brings. Glory to God. And, you know, I'm... I just turned 32, praise God. I'm looking forward for the revival. I've heard of great revival meetings, and some people, oh, those are great meetings. We'll never have those meetings again. No, we're going to have greater, better meetings. Amen. We're going to have greater meetings. So I'm, 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 I'm pulling for those greater meetings. And I believe this week we're going to have a great meeting. I thought the 50 days of fire was great. This week of revival is going to be phenomenal. Praise God. Who's with me? Amen. I mean, revival causes you to seek God, which causes God to reward you. If you're taking notes, that's, that's, that's huge. Revival causes us to seek God. Hungry people come to revival meetings. I'm just going to say that. Hungry people come to revival meetings. And uh, just a plug for the 630 service after revival, 630 service, it's revival meetings all the time. Amen. So you can come then too. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Every week, every week, 630. We have revival. <laughs> revival takes you out of the routine. Revival takes you out of the mundane life. Revival reminds you of why you were created. Glory to God. Revival fans into the inner flame. Revival brings healing and freedom into the land. Revival separates those who are hungry from those who just want to play church. Amen. That's, that's, that's some true stuff right there. How do you know that? Someone said, Mike, how do you know that? Because it was in a revival meeting where I was touched by the power of God. It was in a revival meeting where I was healed and set free. It was in a revival meeting where I cried out to God. And, and I needed God to do a miracle in my life. It was in a revival meeting where the Lord reminded me of what God's called me to do. At a young age, he called me, I knew from a young age, you could ask my mom, that I was, I was going to be used to minister the gospel. And it was in a revival meeting where the Lord reminded me, glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God right now. Hallelujah. I'm just reminded, the Holy Ghost is reminding me of, of my life's journey of how I got here. And it was all through a revival meeting. I was hungry and desperate for the things of God. And I pressed in. I, I decided to press in because I wasn't satisfied doing my, na- my natural walk, my natural, you know, nine-to-five job. There was more. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Revival keeps you focused and keeps you hungry on the things of God. You know, that's one thing I love about this church because this is a revival church. This church is always preaching Holy Ghost, always going after, always praying for people, you know, laying hands on people. Some churches you go to, they don't, they don't do that. Why? I don't know. Ask the pastor. I'm not here to criticize any church. I'm just telling you what happens in this church. And that's why I love this church. That's why I love our pastors, because they're Holy Ghost pastors. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Five things you need for revival. Number one thing you need is salvation. Someone might say, why, why do you need salvation? Well, I'll tell you why. Relax. We're going to be okay. I got as much time. I could be here till 12 o'clock if I want. I hope that's okay. Call your, your employers and just tell them you're going to take a healthy day. Amen? Is that okay? <laughs> you can't make it into work. I'm taking a healthy day. Most people want you to take a sick day. Take a healthy day. Tell them Pastor Mike said I could take a healthy day. See how far that gets you. <laughs> Pastor Ross, <laughs> let me know what happens. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone in Christ, they're, they're a new creation. The old, has go- the old is gone and the new is here. Revival brings salvation. In these revival meetings, and I'm going to give an opportunity to people to rededicate their lives or maybe they've never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. But in a revival meeting, we're reminded of what Jesus did so many years ago. We're reminded of that. Why? Because Without that, without salvation, that, that's the whole goal, is getting people saved. You know, salvation is a huge part of revival because it's in those times where we see miracles. It's in those times where the Holy Ghost does something new in us. Therefore, it makes us a new creation. Glory to God. Once you give your heart to the Lord, and I used to pray with the young people, all, old people, all these people, and if they've never received Jesus before, I used to tell them, you know, when you receive Jesus, the Bible says we're a brand new creation. All things have been made new. And I would tell the person, do you believe that? And it would give me an opportunity to minister to that person, increase their faith, build their faith. I I prayed with this young boy once, and he's never heard about Jesus. I asked him. That's how I know this. (laughs) And I I asked him, I was like, anyone told you God loves you? He said, no. And I I went over a soul-winning script, and he gave his heart to the Lord, and he had a cast on. And he had his, uh, it was like an ACL or a tore ligament in his leg. And I said, right now, the Lord wants to heal you. And he says, really? And I says, do you believe that? And he says, not really. And I was able to minister and talk to him about divine healing. You know, the Bible says all things have been made new. So according to the Bible, not me, according to the Bible, your leg is healed. And I said, can I pray for you? And he said, you know what, pray for me. And I said, but do you believe? He says, you know what? I believe. And I was able to pray for this boy. And I'm not surprised because the word is the word, amen. And I said, after I prayed, he said, I felt something. I felt like heat on my body. And I said, well, you know what? Take that cast off. See what happens. And I'll tell you, as soon as I was talking to him, he ripped that cast off. His face turned white like a ghost. And he said, well, I couldn't do this. And he was moving his leg up and down. And I said, glory to God. I said, what happened? He says, I got healed. I said, Jesus healed you. All things have been made new. All things have been made new. Once you give your life over to the Lord, all things have been made new. You get a brand new heart, somebody. You get a brand new heart. That bitterness comes out of you. Why? Because all things have been made new. Now maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, well, I've been a Christian. I'm a believer. Well, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 43, it says, remember not the former things, nor consider the old things. So maybe you're here right now, and you haven't yet received your healing, your miracle. I'm going to tell you, forget the former things. This is a brand new day. Don't, don't expect the word, to, the word of the Lord to go and you not receive something. If, you're, if you have that mentality, I want to say you're wrong. I'm, in the nicest way, listen, do yourself a favor. And whatever miracle you've never seen before, if you got hurt with church, forget about it. 
Just forget about it. Forget not the, the, the former things. Throw it away. Today's a new day, and you could actually miss your breakthrough, your healing, in a meeting like this. This whole week, glory to God. Someone say, I've been to revival meetings, I've, I've been to church, I've been laid hands on, and nothing ever happens. Well, I would say change your confession and just forget about that. This is a brand new day. God's doing new things. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, Before, behold, I do new things. Amen? New things. Who's expecting something new this week? Come on, somebody. You have it written down? Write it down, what you're expecting God to do. And every day when you come in here, expect God to, to do a miracle in your life. Why? Because he's God and he doesn't change. Glory to God. He does not change. He does not change his ways. He doesn't change his thinking. He honors those who honor him. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm just getting started. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great night. How do you know? Because I just know. <laughs> Trust me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why salvation is so crucial. It's the number one thing. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know what? You haven't done anything that God hasn't seen before. That God hasn't forgotten, forgiven, or, or, or let go. He hasn't, he, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Amen. There's nothing, there's no, oh, I've gone too far. No, you haven't. God will forgive you. Amen. He loves you. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you. God wants you. God wants your whole body. God wants your heart. God wants your mind. God wants everything about you. Why? So he could do something to you and through you. Amen. Hallelujah. Five things you need for revival. Number two is faith. Hallelujah. Number two is faith. Praise God. You need faith. Faith says you need to believe. Believing is being sold out. Believing means it sh I shall not be shaken and I will not move. Psalm 62, verse 2. He alone is my rock. Now listen, before I finish this. David wrote this. And David, I can't wait to get to heaven to, to talk to David. Because the things he wrote, the Psalms he wrote and everything... I mean, he must have been a person in revival all the time. He must have been having his own personal revival with the Lord all the time. Because, you know, you think about it, even when he, when he fought Goliath and everything, he had to be in a revival to do that. Amen? Hallelujah. <clears throat> Psalm 62, verse 2. He alone is my rock, my salvation, my fortress, where I will never be shaken. Faith Believing is being sold out. Believing means I'm not being moved. I'm not being shaken. Nothing is going to come at me. I'm, I'm not going to be afraid. Glory to God. Faith says you keep asking. Faith says you keep seeing. Faith says you keep knocking. Praise God. Matthew 7. And, and before I go there, that's why I said in the beginning, you're believing for your miracle. You're believing for your healing. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Get hungry. Ask the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, what do I need to do to see my breakthrough? He'll give you direction. Amen. He'll show you and tell you what you need to get done in order to have that manifest. Amen. You might have a little bitterness in your heart. But behold, God does new things. You release that. You'll see. I, I, I kid you not. I'm telling you. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've heard testimonies where there was a... a 
a pastor I knew of that had cancer, and he was dying. And some, some great man of God came to him, and he prayed with him. And he said, you know what? This is what I feel from the Lord. He says, you have unforgiveness in your heart. You have bitterness in your heart. And he said, excuse me? He's like, I'm in cancer. I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going through chemo and stuff like that. I don't, I'm not expected to live here. And the man of God said, well, listen, if you, if you release that person, and the, person, the man of God told him who the person was. It was actually his own father. I'm not going to give any names. That's not important. But take my word on it. It was his own father. He had bitterness towards his own father, and that was the root of his sickness. It's powerful stuff. And he ministered to him. He said, forgive your father. Forgive your father right now with your sincere heart. Ask the Lord, ask the Holy Ghost to pull that, to unroot that out of you. Give me a heart of flesh, glory to God, and see what happens. Would you know that pastor is cancer-free today? He's back to work. He's back preaching. He's back ministering. I mean, that, that holds so much power. Amen? It's quiet in here. That's okay. Holy Ghost is doing stuff. Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew 7, <clears throat> verse 7 and 8. Keep on asking, and you will receive. Hallelujah. Let's actually right now, underneath your voice, whatever you're believing for, ask the Lord right now. You're believing for a salvation in your family. You're believing for a, a, a financial miracle. You're believing for peace, wisdom. You need direction in life. You need an open door, a job. You need whatever it is. Just right now, let's all come in agreement right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we ask you right now for a miracle in our lives. We ask you right now for wisdom. We ask you right. Come on, y'all. We're praying right now. We ask you right now for direction. Lord, I pray for unlove of of. Loved ones, Lord Jesus, that they need salvation right now. Father, I pray right now. We ask you right now, Lord. We ask you right now for miracles right now in Jesus' name. New, new body parts, new organs, new blood, and new thyroids. A new mind. Father, new hips, new joints. Father, I'm asking for, for a physical healing in bodies right now in Jesus' name. Boldness, Lord. I need some boldness in my life. I need, a, I need some Holy Ghost boldness in my life. I'm asking for it right now, Lord, during this week of revival. Lord, I come to you right now and I'm going to keep asking until I get my answer, until I get my manifestation of my, my miracle in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you receive that, just say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the doors will be made open. For everyone asks, receives. For everyone who seeks, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door is made open. Hallelujah. That takes faith to do all that. That takes faith to do all that. Because faith says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, things not yet seen. So there's no faith in the natural. There's no faith in the It's all supernatural. So just because you don't see it in the natural doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because you don't see that job, you don't see that healing, doesn't mean it's not. Just because you don't see your families coming to the Lord, getting saved, doesn't mean it's not happening. Hallelujah. Just because you don't see that breakthrough doesn't mean it's not happening. It's happening by faith. By faith. It's happening. I feel that in my spirit right now. Direction. Some of you are here. You need just, just direction in life. 
You're tired of the mundane thing. And you just want the Holy Ghost direction. You have decisions coming up. You don't know what to do. You are puzzled. You try to make sense of it in the natural. You make plans down, everything. But you haven't yet seen an answer. You have no peace. I feel in my spirit, by tonight you'll get that peace. By the Holy Ghost. You'll get that wisdom. You'll get that, you'll get that answer by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rabando so dianda ribondo Hallelujah. But it takes faith to do all that. You actually come to God by faith. God's actually, he's a seer of faith. Faith, I'm not going to teach on faith. But faith is actually God's currency. When you do things by faith, you please God. And when, when and that, it, it turns into like a huge, you know, I, I studied out faith. And it turns into something remarkable. Because it's called, there's, a, there's actually a spiritual gift, gift of faith, where things that aren't supposed to be actually happen. I'll tell you a quick story. This is what I'm reminded by the Holy Ghost. I one time, I had my truck borrowed. Maybe I've told the story. I'm going to tell it, tell it again. Is that okay? Okay. All right. We're, we're going someplace. Amen. I had a beautiful Cadillac Escalade, 22-inch rims, beautiful, everything. It was all blacked out. It was nice, man. It was nice. It was the last thing I owned from my business. Amen. And it was, like, you know, beautiful. And I, I actually used it to bring people when I was in Bible school to church. I would drive around people. People need a ride to airports. It wasn't my vehicle. I dedicated it to the Lord. And I was just a steward of it. So I would take trailers and we would be on the road in the ministry. And, and wherever, wherever there was a need, I was able to meet it. Because I'm a, I'm a, a need meter, praise God. That's by the Holy Ghost. I meet people's needs. I'm blessed to do that. And so what happened was one day we just came back off the road, and my cousin Angela that was here, you all remember my aunt, cousin Angela? She was actually going down to Bible school. And so I actually picked up all her stuff because we were on the road, and, and I picked all her stuff. So I had her stuff in my truck. So, you know, women, they pack a lot. She had a lot of stuff. Amen. <laughs> you all know that's true. It's okay. <laughs> and so we came back off the road, and I had a good friend of mine staying with me. And we, Sunday morning, we're getting all ready to go to church. And ladies and gentlemen, somebody borrowed my truck without asking. I went down there, went to my parking spot, my number, my spot, and I, and I said, that's, that's peculiar. My vehicle's not there. What happened? Right? That's, that's weird. I said to my friend, hey, we, we parked in the right spot. Maybe I, it was late. We got in late. Maybe I got my stuff towed. That could happen. So I called. No, no, we don't have no Cadillac or anything. I was like, that's weird. And so then it hit me, somebody borrowed my car without asking. That's it. That's it. And so I did everything what wisdom says. You call the police, you file a report, the whole nine yards. But something arose in my spirit. Faith came alive, the gift of faith. I said out loud, my friends, my witness, I said, by 12 o'clock today, by noon, I'm going to get my Cadillac back. Someone borrowed it without my permission. Lord, I arrest that person by the Holy Ghost. My Cadillac has to come back to me in Jesus' name. That, that car, I'm telling you, I would love seven of it, but if they return it, I'll just take mine, no problems. That's what I told the Lord. So I called the police, and I said that to the operator. I said, someone borrowed my truck without asking me. True statement. She's like, well, what do you mean? They stole it? No. I said, nobody steals anything from me because I don't allow people to steal from me. But somebody borrowed it. They might have forgot to tell me. So they said, okay, okay. That's interesting. 
I gave him my VIN number, gave him the Cadillac, the plate, the whole nine yards. I mean, I'm in Tampa, Florida. How many Cadillacs are driving around with a New York license plate? You know what I'm saying? So I'm in church. I take an Uber to church, and I'm praising God. Lord, I thank you, my Cadillac. By faith, I, Lord, I thank you that my Cadillac is where I left it. Lord, I thank you that it's back, it's mine. I, I, I receive it by faith. I see, I said in the spirit, I see my Cadillac returning to me by 12 o'clock noon. In Jesus' name, I went to church, prayed. People said, hey, Mike, I didn't see you pull up with Cadillac. Oh, someone borrowed it. I'll get it back. Don't worry. And that's only my friend knew what really happened. True story. But and I, felt the, I felt the gift of faith on me. It's, a, it's probably 11.55. I'm in service. My phone's ringing. Hillsborough County Police Department. And, I, and I'm in service. So I, I duck like this. Hello? Hillsborough Sheriff's Department. I said, okay, yeah. One second. I got, I'm in church. One second. I get out of church, go to the lobby. Yeah, uh, you're the owner of the Cadillac license plate, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Well, we found your Cadillac. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Would you come and get it? They gave me the address, everything. I'll be right there. Give me like 10 minutes here. I call my friend. My friend takes another car. They borrow. Make a long story short. I get there. And would you know, would you believe that the devil would lie to me and say, well, they, you might have got your Cadillac, but it's missing four tires. The radio's gone. Those, that luggage, the, 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 the things you had on, it was all gone. You, listen, you might have got it, but it's all broken, busted, and disgusted. And I said, you stupid devil. No, it's not. I said to myself, my, my truck, all the belongings are going to be there. Nothing's going to be stolen to me in Jesus' name. I get there. The cop's there. It was across the It was like right next. I lived in an apartment complex. So it was right next to it. Gated community and everything. So I see my truck. Anybody that knows me knows I back into my spots. My truck was backed into my spot, into the neighbor's spot, like a perfect copy of the building. Right, the person returning probably forgot where they parked it. It's okay, right? <laughs> Praise God. It was backed into the spot just like I left it, like I would leave it. And the cop said to me, this is the weirdest thing. This is, you know, uh, 2014, whatever it was, Cadillac Escalade. And they said don't touch it because they have to fingerprint and everything. But not one thing looks to be bothered or stolen from it. Could you tell us if anything was stolen? So I said, well, okay. I opened the trunk. All the luggage was there. I, I opened my, my seats and everything. All my money was there. My wallet was there. Everything that I have left in there. My Apple wires, my change. Come on, they could have took a couple quarters or something like that. But everything was left there the way I left it. Praise God. And that was the gift of faith. That was the gift of, that's, see, in the natural, that wasn't happening. But in the supernatural, by faith, that was happening because I spoke it out. I believed it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The same things for you. You could declare something by faith right now, and you could see it come to pass. You're believing for a new job. Just keep speaking it. I'm going to get a new job. My job's going to be this salary. You're believing for a new car. My car's going to be this color. You're believing for a new house. God's, God's in the blessing business. We're in revival. We're, we're, we're in these meetings, and I'm telling you, we're here to please God. But God says, I'm a rewarder for those who diligently seek us, to seek him. Come on, somebody. We're in a place where we could come and seek God diligently, seek his way, seek his, his, his plan for our lives. You know, the Bible says God's not mocked. What a person sows, he shall also reap. I could expect a breakthrough from God during these revivals because the Bible says so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does that help anybody? Praise God. Praise God. 
Faith says you need to stay hungry. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. Keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on this during this revival. Don't, listen, it's not about me. I can care less if you fall asleep. I can care less if you listen to me. I can care less if you don't even like me because it's not about me. It's about the Holy Ghost. It's about the anointing. It's about getting from where, getting where you are to where God wants you to be. And that happens in these revival meetings. You get stretched in these revivals meetings. Faith comes alive to you in these revival meetings. You discover who you are in these revival meetings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Miracles happen. Hallelujah. Number three, third thing you need for revival, the atmosphere. The Bible says you enter the kingdom with thanksgiving in your heart, not your mouth. I'm going to say that again. You enter the kingdom with thanksgiving in your heart, not your mouth. Some people get hurt when I say that because it's, it's not about lip service. You know, God knows our hearts. He knows if we really want to be here or if we're just playing church right now. If, if you're just playing church, you can correct your heart right now and just repent. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. I, I really want to be here right now. I want to see you move in my life. I want, to see my, I want to see you use me. I want to see my, I want to see, I want to see you come alive in my life, Lord. That's what will happen in this revival meeting. You come to God with thanksgiving. Lord, you did it for, you did it for Pastor Mike. You're going to do it for me? You're going to do it for me? Glory to God. God wants to see you blessed more than anybody in the, anybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. True thanksgiving comes with your heart, not your head. And that allows you to access the throne room. Thanksgiving, true thanksgiving allows you to access God's presence. Hallelujah. Being thankful, just showing God gratitude. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here right now. If it wasn't for you, I'd be broke, busted, disgusted. I'd be somewhere in New York, lost, lonely, depressed, maybe not even alive. But, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that your word holds power. Your word is truth. Your word's alive. That the, the plan that you have written down for me, Lord, before I was even born, is coming to, to pass. You could, you could take the next 30 seconds and just... Put in your heart what you're grateful for. You have a house over your head. You have bills paid. You, you have a great home church. You have people that love you, that come around you. You have food in your fridge. That you live in the America. You have freedom here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Atmosphere is another reason why atmosphere is so important because who you hang around with tells me who you are. Who you hang around with tells me who you are. If you're really hungry, if you're, if you're really feeding your spirit, you need to come around faith-like people, people who aren't going to talk you down, but are that going to stand with you and say, you're, you're going to get through this. Matt, God's going to use you in a mighty way. Hallelujah. Steve, God's using you. Hallelujah. Rick, your, 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 every question that you have from God, you're going to get an answer from. Don't give up. Don't give up. Mike, don't give up. Larry, don't give up. 
It's not over. God's, not, God's doing stuff. God is blessing his people. Glory to God. That's what the enemy wants to steal your hope, steal your future, wants to call you, hey, you're not going to make it, just call it quits. That's what the enemy wants to do. But that's why the atmosphere is so important for revival because we're like faith. We're like faith people. I want to see people get healed the same way I, I, I want family members to get healed. I want to see people get touched. I want to see people receive miracles. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You think about this. If a doctor goes to do a procedure on somebody, they need to have the right atmosphere. Everything needs to be sanitary, right? Everything needs to be clean. They got to have the right tool. The Holy Ghost operates on people just like that. They need to have the right place. And sometimes you could ask doctors, well, how long this procedure is going to take? They may say, oh, a half hour, an hour, two hours, whatever. There's, don't put any time limit. Allow, allow the Holy Ghost to do the work, however long that takes. You know, you come up to the altar, you get prayed for. Don't, don't be in a rush to get up. Your wife's not going anywhere. Your kids aren't going. Just stay under the anointing. Hallelujah. Because that's where you learn to hear God's voice. I would even pray. When I would be in lines to get prayed for, I would tell the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, however long it takes, however long, I'm not in the rush. But when I get prayed for, I receive my impartation. I receive my miracle. I won't rush you. A lot of people like to rush the Holy Ghost. It's not about rushing. It's about letting the Holy Ghost do the work in you. That may take a couple hours. It's a process. When I first gave my life to the Lord, I wouldn't have gotten here if I didn't do it all the right things that the Lord told me to do when I first got saved. I had to develop a hunger and a thirst. I had to develop, you know, an ear to hear God's voice. Things in the spirit don't just happen. They happen with decisions that we make. Coming to a revival meeting is your decision. Coming to church, winning souls, getting into your word, sowing a seed. That's all decisions that you have made. And they, those decisions will cause miracles to happen. Doors to be open. You know, I can't force anybody to read their word. I could, I could encourage you, but I can't read for you. I can't pray for you. Hallelujah. Is anybody getting something here tonight? Amen. I'm going to land this plane soon. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. Praise God. James 4.8 says, come near to me and I will come near to you. Come near to me and I will come near to you. When you are in an atmosphere of revival, what happens is you're in an atmosphere to come near to God. And because of that, he honors that and he's going to come near to you. He's going to meet you where, where you are today. He's going to meet you where you are right now. Whatever you're believing for, whatever, whatever you need from God, hey, he says, come near to me and I will come near to you. I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to be with you to the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branch. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can't do anything. He's the vine, I am the branch. The vine holds all the nutrients Hallelujah. In revival, you get fed spiritually. You get fed. There's spiritual food right now being, being delivered. And it's, and it's all a la carte. You can get whatever you want. 
It's all up to you to put a, a demand on the anointing, putting a demand on the things of God, turning off your phone, putting it on silent, not caring about tomorrow's job. I'm here in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Number four, you need the word. The word gives life. Hallelujah. Say that with me. The word gives life. Say it one more time. The word gives life. Jesus. Hallelujah. This is, this is important because without the word, you miss a huge key for revival. <clears throat> the Bible says in, in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active. Just say that with me. Alive and active. Alive, not dormant, not dead, not, not unpowerful, not mute. No, it's alive and active. Glory to God. We could declare a thing, we could speak a word out, and it what? It's alive and active. It moves. The word of God moving right now. The testimony that I shared about my car, the, the gift of faith, that's all happening right now. Somebody's receiving the gift of faith for their, for their loved ones, for their life. Decisions that you have to make, that takes faith. That's happening right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to divide soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. That's why I said people can't play church. God knows our hearts. Because I could be preaching, Pastor James, Pastor Kathy, anybody could be preaching and somebody get offended because their heart's not right. Someone gets offended because they dealt through something and they have unforgiveness. And the word of God convicts this, the sinner. It's not a bad thing. Why? God wants you to grow. God wants you to forgive. God wants to use you more than you want to be used. That's the truth. That's the, that's the real truth. When you get to heaven, you will see a list of things God had wanted you to do. And you'll see the list of things that you actually did. That's the truth. And by the end of tonight, the Holy Ghost is going to empower you. By the end of tonight, you are going to be activated by the Holy Ghost to accomplish heaven's goals for you. That's what happens in revival. You get activated by the Spirit in revival. That's what the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost fans into the flames. The Holy Ghost touches you. The Holy Ghost fills you. The Holy Ghost empowers you. To do all what heaven's called you to do. That's what happens in these meetings. Why don't churches all have these meetings? Because the revival also reveals people's hearts. Some, some churches don't want revival because they don't want God to move. They just care about the offering. They're, they're happy with their 9 to 5 job. And they don't want any changes. They don't want any disruptions or anything. So some, that's why some people don't want the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost reveals. The Holy Ghost teaches. The Holy Ghost shares. The, the Holy Ghost actually tells you secrets and mysteries. Praise God. That's all happens in revival. And that's what this week is about. The Holy Ghost will give you downloads. I'm not joking, downloads. The Holy Ghost will speak to you. you some of you, you should just sleep with a pad and pen right next to your, 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 your bed. Because in the middle of the night, the Lord will speak to you and tell you things to write down. It may be one word. It may be even a picture. I heard this great testimony of this, this man of God. The Holy Ghost showed him a picture of where his ministry should be. Uh, should be. The picture of the building they should buy and, and, and renovate and everything. And he drew it down. And he had a landlord, he had a, a real estate agent show them different 
uh, properties that are available. And they went through until they found that exact picture. True story. And they found that exact. That's the Holy Ghost. That's a Holy Ghost download. Praise God. That's what happens in these revival meetings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for those downloads tonight. Thank you for speaking to your people. Thank you for, for speaking to your people, touching your people, Lord. Hallelujah. It's not even in my notes. That's okay, though. That's okay. This is the Holy, this is the Holy Ghost meeting. That's what revival is. Revival is Holy Ghost meeting. Because as I stand here, I see, I see God touching people. I see the hand of God on people in the spirit. I see, I see what God's going to do in your life. All the blessings that he has for you. Someone says, oh, that's rubbish. You don't see that. I'm telling you what I see right now. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Decisions that you have to make. I see God just giving you downloads. You won't make wrong turns in life. You won't make wrong turns in life because the Holy Ghost is there with you. Glory to God. Everyone just lift your hands real quick. Close your eyes. Say this, Holy Ghost, give me wisdom and discernment for decisions I have to make. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.